Today is May 18th. Why was Jesus anointed? Let's find out today as we study Mark 14, verses 3 to 9. So after the Olivet Discord that we've taken two weeks to look at, uh, Jesus uh, still in uh, the Passion Week, still in the week before his crucifixion, we are likely at Wednesday now. And in Mark chapter 14, verse 3, meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Now, Jesus here is anointed. There is a little bit of confusion as to exactly where and what takes place. Part of that confusion is because uh, this is not the only time Jesus was anointed. In Luke chapter 7, an unnamed woman enters a house where Jesus is uh, eating. In Luke chapter 7 verse 37, it says uh, one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. A woman came in and broke open perfume, poured it on his feet, and then also weeping from surely her own sin, uh, she dries his feet with her hair and continues anointing it with perfume and kisses his feet. And, um, this takes place in the middle of Jesus' ministry. It's not near the time of Passion Week. But near the time of Passion Week, in the book of John, John chapter 12, in verse 1, six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served. Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary, Martha and Lazarus' sister, took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. Now in Mark 14, it appears that this anointing takes place after the triumphal entry. There are two possibilities here. One is that Jesus could have been anointed by Mary just before the triumphal entry, which in the book of John takes place in chapter 13, and then once again on Wednesday of the week when Jesus is in the Passion Week, 
at a different house in the house of Simon. A second possibility is that John 12 and Mark 14 are actually the same incident. Many similarities are there. Uh, the price of the perfume, we'll read in just a second, is very expensive. Uh, the price of the perfume is the same. There are also differences there. In the book of John, Mary anoints Jesus' feet. In the book of Mark, uh, the unnamed woman anoints Jesus' head. In the book of John, it appears to take place in the house of Lazarus. Uh, Lazarus. In the book of Mark, it appears to take place in the house of Simon. Those who say this may be the same would note that in John uh, 12, uh, Martha is serving. In Mark 14, Martha may be serving in the house of Simon. She may have been such a good cook that uh, Simon invited her to come and help in the preparations. The truth is we don't know exactly if these are two incidents or one incident. We do know that there were at least two anointings of Jesus, possibly three. Now what I wanted to focus on today is the fact that this is not normal. People were not anointed like this as a matter of course. Um, in the Old Testament, 138 times the word anoint is used. And five things are anointed. Divine things are anointed. Genesis chapter 35 verse 14, Jacob anoints the stone that afterward became an altar in Bethel where he saw angels ascending and descending on a ladder that uh, ascended all the way to heaven. In Exodus chapter 28, verse 41, Aaron and Aaron's sons are to be anointed for the priesthood. And after this, frequently when a new uh, chief priest is named, it mentions that he is anointed. Kings are anointed. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, says that Samuel anointed Saul as king of Israel. Specifically, we have anointings for David, Saul, Solomon, for Jehu, for Hazael, who is not even a king of Israel, for Cyrus, and for Joash. Different kings are anointed. Prophets are anointed. 1 Kings 19.16, the Lord tells Elisha, Elijah to anoint Elisha as a prophet after him. And then finally, and we'll look this verse up to read it, in the book of Daniel, uh, we see that in chapter 9, verses 25 and 26, there is an anointed one 
who comes. Daniel 9.25, now listen and understand. Seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven will pass from the time the command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one, comes. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses despite the perilous times. After this period of 62 sets of seven, the anointed one will be killed, appearing to have accomplished nothing. The anointed one is the figure for the Messiah. The Messiah who comes and is anointed. Now, the unnamed woman or Mary or both at different times comes to anoint Jesus. What was she doing? Probably she was recognizing Jesus as the Messiah. Minimally, she would have been recognizing him as a prophet who needed to be anointed. But more likely, she's anointing the Messiah. The word Messiah in Hebrew and in Greek actually means the anointed one. So it fits very well. Now, in Mark chapter 14, um, the disciples question what the woman has done, saying, uh, verse 4, some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume? It could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. So they scolded her harshly. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing? You'll always have the poor among you. You can help them whenever you want to. You won't always have me. She's done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Jesus says three things about what the woman does. One, she says it's a good thing. Two, he says the anointing is actually anointing me in preparation for my burial. Perhaps referring to the book of Daniel that says the anointed one will be killed. Perhaps it's just in light of what Jesus knows is going to happen the following day and on Friday. And thirdly, Jesus says, it'll be remembered. So what are we doing today? We're remembering what she's done. My question for you today, this woman came to Jesus and anointed him out of reverence for him. How do you anoint Jesus in your life? Let's anoint him today. I encourage you to like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll answer the question, why did Judas betray?
praise. 